Hi, this is XL Atlanta University Radio. I'm Kaylee Bright, and I am the host of Bright and Ambitious. This is actually the first episode, so welcome. Um, here today, I have May Scott with me. She is a senior mass communications major at Atlanta University. Uh, her Instagram, if you're interested, is at Scotty Rocket, Scotty S C O T I. And she is the co-host for Tupac with Lauren Finwick on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. And she's also on Medicine Hour Thursdays at 11 a.m. And you can access that through XLR Atlanta University Radio, which you are currently listening to now. (laughs) Nice. I'm proud of you. You did good. (laughs) Thank you. How are you feeling? I'm definitely nervous, but that's just my current state forever. Well, I can't tell, so you're doing great. (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate (laughs) that. Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited. Of course. Of course. (laughs) So this is kind of like a cool new way I decided to interact not only with my audience, but also like with other authors who might be interested in publishing, writing their own stories, what have you, um, because it's nice to pay things forward. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, this is really cool. Uh, Kaylee told me that she was going to be starting this show, and I was like, finally, about time, because I've just been watching all of your stuff on Instagram with the book and your pr- writing process, and I've just been really excited for it. Oh my gosh, that <laughs> makes me so happy, and that actually is a really good segue without you even realizing it. <laughs> um, so I did want to give a shout out to a lot of different people, um, because if you pre-ordered my book in July, you got onto my mailing list, and you've been getting some newsletters every so often, um, and I recently, last week, or actually, I guess technically this week, I sent out the first chapter, and I didn't really think too much of it just because I've already had like different editors and a couple of beta readers already read the entire story. So I was just like, oh yeah, like this is just a nice way to yeah. kind of like share, yeah, share <laughs> with um, everyone who's like put faith in me and put faith in this book. And then I that day. I forgot that like my roommates had bought like a copy. <laughs> so in the group chat, they're all like, I'm reading it right now. Or like, my study break is reading this. Or like, yeah, it was it was so nice. So thank you so much, Maddie, Katie, and Anna. You guys are amazing. Also shout out to um, Michaela. She texted me this morning and said that her roommates were also interested because of the first chapter. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, that's so nice. Um, Same thing to Morgan. Um, I I got the Instagram notification when she put me on her story as I was leaving the writing center. So I saw her in the Honors College Lounge and I was like hello <laughs> like i was holding the phone up like uh thank you for giving me a shout out like that's so sweet and so yes i'm very very happy with the like outpour of support and i just wanted to give you guys that shout out real quick before like going into the main uh outline or st- i don't know what to call it the idea my ideas Little nuggets of my wisdom my nuggets of wisdom my first one <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really cool, and I love hearing that s- support. You absolutely deserve it, and so. Oh my gosh! It. Thank you. Like, <laughs> t- same to you, May. Like, thank you for pre-ordering. Like, yes. Uh, so yeah. So for the first episode of Bright and Ambitious, and just like a little side note, the reason why I am thinking about calling the show Bright and Ambitious is because <laughs> my last name is Bright for my um, pseudonym, mm-hmm. and. On Instagram, I am at Ambitious in Pink. 
So I like to try to combine the two. I love that. You said it, and I, I didn't know the name of the show, like, before we got on. Yeah. And so you said it, and I was like, <gasps> I love that. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, see, I'm, I'm glad to already get support on the name. <laughs> cool beans. Stamp of approval. I, I greatly appreciate your stamp of <laughs> approval. Um, but yes, so for this first episode, I actually wanted to talk about the many, many drafts Unfortunate has gone through. Um, for my, especially for the people out there who pre-ordered Unfortunate, this is going to be very new information. But I actually wrote the very first draft of Unfortunate in 2016. Wow, seriously? Yes. Oh I wrote God. it in two months and 15 days. I don't know why 2016 Kaylee was so specific <laughs> on how many days, but I have like, it, I have the dates listed out. And it's like, That's what? Awesome. <laughs> oh my God. I, I remember like if, if Devin, my sister, if she ever listens to this, hopefully she does. Um, she will remember at that point in time we only had one computer and it was a desktop and it was in her room and so I would just wake up in the morning at like 7 a.m. and I would just go into her room while she was sleeping and then just write and then I would wake her up yeah and I would wake her up and she would get mad at me but then I would just stay there for hours just because, like, I guess at that point in time, I was like, I must make this, and I must make this now. Right. Oh, my gosh. At six, 16 years old as a writer, it feels like, oh, my gosh, my days are numbered. I need to get all <laughs> of the content I can out on this earth now. Yeah. But you actually did it. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, no, it took, it took like, five years, but yeah. we, we made it. We're yeah. out here. Um, but, yeah, you... When you write when you're 16, if you get published at 16, good for you. But, like, for me, I was not... It was not it. It was more just an outpour of love and passion, yeah. which, I mean, that's where all good things start. Absolutely. Yeah. So I love that. That, what a nice quote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, feel free to quote me in my <laughs> memoirs. Uh, I'll collect them later. And um, Well, thank you. I, I will say it, it's been a long time coming, as I mentioned, five years. And the original title was actually called House of Avalis. Which is like what? What does that mean? It sounds cool, right? It sounds it sounds intriguing. Um, and the reason why is because um, kind of some backgrounds for unfortunate is it does exist in a fantasy setting where there are those with supernatural powers known as gifteds and those with without called unfortunates. Mm -hmm. And in the original, original, original draft, <laughs> I I had these names picked out for gifts. But they weren't like supernatural powers. They were just kind of like the surrounding environment these people lived in. Huh. Yeah. So for Avalis, uh, fun facts, if you're curious about how I came up with some of these names. Yes. <laughs> Avalis backwards is like Silva and Silva in Latin means forest. I love. <laughs> At, yeah. 2016, Kaylee knew what was up. Um, but yeah, so. The House of Avalis, the reason why it was called that is because it was mainly set in this foresty, like, daunting area. And there was these people who, like, lived in this forest area. And they they just existed. Like, they, nice. like yeah, it was, it was very Game of Thrones-esque. Gotcha. Yes. Where there's, like, different houses and they'd compete with each other. Yes. Um, I never watched Game of Thrones, so I don't know how that was imprinted it's on me. It's worth it until season eight. 
And oh yes, I watched it. Will tell you exactly that. I I remember that discourse, but like I never got into it. Like my my dad is really into it, and um, to some extent my grandparents, which is interesting. (laughs) Um, Or at least like I remember they they tell me different things about it. So maybe they just heard it on the news. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I should tell you. Like yes, watch it because I loved it so much, but. Nate. Yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that. <laughs> um, but just like as a small comparison, I guess that was kind of the vibe yeah. is just like different houses competing with each other. I love that. Yeah. And at that point too, like the main storyline, um, Nora is just straight up kidnapped oh. by the house of Avalis and they're like, you're our servant now. And she's like, what? Why? Why? Yeah. So she's just kind of fallen into their world gotcha. in the worst way possible. Um, and Looking on that back now, like I was rereading the original script and it was just, it was wild. Like I, I remember reading it and I was like, Kaylee, what? Like why, why is this important? Like there's different <laughs> details, yeah. especially about like the main like love interest, which I've kind of like, it's, I kind of wane um, and wax depending on like how interested I am in writing romance. Yeah. But at that point I was like, romance is everything. um and i i wrote out about how he wasn't 510 but he wasn't 61 either and i was like what was this one of the things you had posted on like you had posted a tiktok about (gasps) writing and you were just reading some old stuff oh my gosh i love this because this is so relatable that's actually from 2013 oh my gosh yes that's a completely different story that is color me orange Mm. that is the tmnt fan fiction i wrote in the seventh and eighth grade it's beautiful and that really kick-started my love for writing because like straight up it's like 70 chapters so like it was a full-length novel should i should i read i mean if you want to it's still on wattpad under at ambitious and pink so you know if you want (laughs) to go back to my roots uh that's where you'd find it um when when writing your biography that (laughs) I actually I actually talked about my team and T fan fiction in a job interview. Oh nice. Yeah, like I was so shout out to my new relic um coworkers. You guys are amazing. I worked for the technical writing team this actually this last summer. Nice. Um and because it was a writing job, I was like, Oh yeah, you guys wanna know what I what I did? Yeah. Yeah. I wrote a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan fiction. Beat that. You're never gonna hear that again. Yeah. Like who who can who can put that on the resume other than me, truly? Incredible. Um but it was interesting too because I actually wrote a technical writing piece on how to write T M T fan fiction. Oh. And that was just kind of like a it was it was kind of a spoof <laughs> yeah. for technical writing, but it technically was technical writing. So um That's amazing. anyway, I got the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that's awesome yeah that's like a small little tangent but it's definitely <laughs> related but yes that tiktok was of me talking about coloring me orange Incredible. Incredible. it's it's to- yeah it's it's insane again the writing journey that everyone is on is so different and yet so similar it seems um and i, I don't know at this point in time i just like to embrace the bad yeah the bad writing because like i'm here now like i know what i write now is a lot better so i'm a lot more comfortable with being like yeah i wrote that in 2013 like boom yeah like 13 year old kaylee is quaking right now (laughs) i'm i'm out here living my dream being the writer that young you would be proud of exactly awesome i exactly i appreciate you saying that yeah did you ever write any fan fiction 
Um, a little bit. There was one time someone like had explained to me what fan fiction was, and mm. um, Little Me was like on a super huge uh, Studio Ghibli kick, and I was like, okay, well, what would happen after? Um, after Chihiro left the spirit world and spirited away. And I was like, yep. And so I just wrote a whole bunch of her, like, just being very yes. dissatisfied. I was, it was, like, sad fan fiction. I was like, she's just so sad, and she misses her friends. And then suddenly she she decides that she's going to go back to the to the river. And then, and I know, love that. And it went on from there. I could never find that. <laughs> I wrote that back on fanfiction.net before oh, yes. we had such glories like Wattpad. I know. I'm a fancy fanfic writer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure somewhere in the world I can find that first chapter. But otherwise, no, it is lost to time and only there in my brain. That's that's, to- <laughs> that's totally fine. It, it exists just it exists somewhere, somewhere in the tomb and gravestones of, like, old yes. internet. Yes. <laughs> I... <laughs> Like, this kind of reminds me, too, is actually one of the first writings I ever did, too, was, like, short stories. Yes. And I pretended to be a fire fairy. Ooh. And so I would write on this, like, mystical creatures forum, and I've been trying to find it for so long, but I cannot. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. I, yeah, it's, it, again, like, really... I, I don't know. You just have to start somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would write a lot of, like, nonsense. Yeah. So no, I wrote a lot to. of, like, adventure stories as a kid. Um, and they would usually end up being, like, uh, these little paper books. And I realize now that printer paper is very expensive. And I would have grounded me so hard for just <laughs> taking all of these, like, printer papers stapling them together and being like okay well this is how long this book has to be i love that no like that actually just sparked a (laughs) repressed memory right yeah like one of my first another story that i wrote was like in the sixth grade right before i started fan fiction and it was supposed to be like a cool new original and i just like (laughs) added all of my friends into it yes self inserts were the best thing ever i was like kira um what do you want for your character? And she's like, I want her to have a bow and arrow. I said, I said, bet. bet. So that's what she got. That's what she, I think. I think I like. I didn't name them after like 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 Kira's character wasn't Kira. It's yeah. like it was like Ariana. Like, yeah. So yeah, it's. I was like, this is this is everything. This is my life now. I would name all of my villains after <gasps> kids who bullied me. And oh I remember being gosh. on the bus one time writing something, and this one girl, and I'm not gonna name drop her, but it fair anyway (laughs) she would never hear me but anyway um she like reads over my shoulder and she was like oh my gosh that's my name that's crazy and i was like (laughs) yeah that's crazy (laughs) you just saw your name yeah it's like yeah that's that's totally crazy it's definitely not this main character who's totally definitely not me did Mm -hmm. not just best you in hand-to-hand combat not at all. That is ridiculous, and that is actually slander. <laughs> Absolutely, my not. lawyers will be calling. <laughs> um, but I do. I'm not actually sure how to segue into a song. You're good. So coming up next, we've got what? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we're definitely going to keep talking more about um, kind of the move between House of Avalis to The Diviner, which okay. is kind of like a step up towards 
going towards unfortunate. Nice. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about that after a quick song break from right. one of my favorite artists, Halsey. Ooh. Hi, welcome back to XL Orlando University Radio. I'm your host, Kaylee Bright for Bright and Ambitious. I'm here with May Scott. And we actually just talked about, well, like we went through a lot. We talked about the House of Avalis, the original, original, original version of my current <laughs> book, Unfortunate, nice. as well as Color Me Orange, which, I mean, you've convinced me to have a whole episode just dedicated to I'm that. I'm so very excited to listen to that. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, yeah. Like, there's, there's a whole history, considering there's also a sequel called Dreaming in Gold. So we have lots of content to talk right. about. So, so this this universe, I'm, I'm excited for. Oh my gosh, yeah, the but- <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan fiction <laughs> universe. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> I mean, I used to dream that, like, maybe perhaps Nickelodeon, by the grace of God, would find my fan fiction and be like, oh my gosh. This is gold. This, this is what we need. This is what we need. We need a whole OC named Ellie Dauntless. That's yes. her name. I love. Yeah. That's I mean, a baddie name. It's a baddie name. I mean, Divergent was definitely popular during that time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Um, but yeah, that would be its own episode. So be on the lookout for that, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, The House of Avalos. It's. It's really morphed, and it's interesting because it, initially it morphed from Nora being kidnapped by this like devious house to Nora actually being associated with another house, the house of Mati, which is another gift and unfortunate. And what happens is like it opens up, and Nora is like on the chopping block Ooh. because her house has fallen, and now she's a, like a prisoner of war, and. Ooh. And then she's just sold to the House of Avalis. So it just gets it just gets worse for Nora. Yeah. In oh my gosh. Yeah. No. It's I'm, I'm intense. Like, yeah. And I'm so, I'm so excited. No, like, no, <laughs> tragedy. I'm excited for Tension? this. Tension. Like Tension. yes. And I I will know what's really really interesting is that the only name that has been consistent throughout this entire process has been Nora's name. Nice. Like that's it. It used to be Nora and Caspian, which is like her counterpart, but that kind of changed when in this draft he is a prince mm-hmm. and C.S. Lewis took that from me 80 years ago so I can't have a Prince Caspian without yeah. people associating it with Narnia. Lewis! <laughs> How dare How you! How dare you Clive Staples Lewis. <laughs> I'm calling you out on air. <laughs> At me on Twitter please. No, Can please. I ask where you came up with the name Nora or is it just a name that you really liked? I, I honestly don't remember like I can't like I wish I could tell you like this really cool story of it like yeah like it's forged from the finest polyester <laughs> <laughs> but no I, I genuinely don't remember why I decided to call her Nora I, when I name characters it I try to like do it based on either their personality or right. where they're from um, so it's a, it's it's reasonable to assume that I looked at like a name meaning Mm-hmm. like situation on Google and found Nora and was like this is perfect this is the yeah. one there will never be another one yeah um, and sometimes in life something just it just falls into your lap and yeah. you're like this name yeah is right yeah ex- exactly and I'm very glad I kept it too and it's what is really interesting is I really like the show Noragami it's yeah. like an anime Ooh. and I found out that in Japanese Nora like means stray 
Ooh, yeah, so this works perfectly. It, it works well within yeah. the confines of like my themes and story and whatnot. So I was like, all right, like nice. Kay- self high five. Yeah, right. 2016, Kayleen knew what was up, and I'm glad she didn't stray. <laughs> yes. Ooh, pun. Ooh. Ooh. Pun not intended, <laughs> but you know what? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So it morphed into that, and. I I want I also want to tell you that I understood the leap between House of Avalis to the Diviner, mm-hmm. but I I do not. I I tried. I looked at the different Google Docs that I made, and I was trying to like figure out okay, like how did House of Avalis transform into this this girl who lives in an unfortunate slash gifted society? Like how how did that come to be? Um, and unfortunately. I don't really <laughs> another fun. Let me go. Um, I don't really know, but it is interesting to note that in the original Diviner draft, Nora is like a violent go-getter kind of gal, oh. which is like not her at, at least at the very beginning of yeah. Unfortunate. Like in this one, she's not a servant. Like that servitude um, mentality is just not in the society yet. Yeah, and so she's just kind of. Like, she's disenfranchi- disenfranchised as an unfortunate, but not to the extent she is in yeah. this the, the published version that's going to come out in December. So I just thought it was, yeah. So I didn't think, yeah, December 27th, guys. Like, um, <laughs> online, Christmas. yeah, online, Amazon and, and Barnes and & Noble. And currently I'm creating a personal website where you can get signed copies if you're interested. Like, yeah, any chance I can get, I should probably plug my book. <laughs> This this entire episode and show is just yeah, a I mean, plug, but yeah, plug. Okay, continue. <laughs> thank, thank thank you, thank you for the plug. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I so the gifted and unfortunate dynamic starts to unfold, but it's not to where it is now. It's definitely just like in its fledgling years. And Nora is like this go-getter, violent girl. She has all the quips, <laughs> <laughs> as every great writer knows. When you first start, all of your characters are just very quippy. They're yes. just like back and forth, like I'm better than you, blah 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 <laughs> blah. So she meets this royal guard, which would soon divulge into like there's like these different rankings, like the senior royal crest mm-hmm. knight that doesn't exist yet. And this is just the royal guard. Um, his name is Asher. Mm-hmm. And he is Mr. Harris in training. <laughs> he will become Mr. Harris at some point. <laughs> and he invites her to the castle for a candidacy instead of an academy. So there's no school at this point. It's literally like a competition between gifteds to mm-hmm. become the new royal guard. And it's and like that's where the conflict kind of starts from. It's like, oh, I'm an unfortunate. Like, I don't have any powers. How can I compete with these gifteds? And that's where the story starts. And I only got like 36 pages in, yeah. so I never actually finished that version, yeah. which is good. <laughs> but yeah, like, there's like a whole scene about them like taming horses, and I'm like, wh- why would people with powers need to tame horses? Just fly. <laughs> Yeah, like auras, um, yeah. they're the people who can um, bend air to their will. Like, yeah, they so they cool. can, yeah, they can essentially fly. Yeah. Like, why why do we need to tame horses? Like, I guess it was supposed to be an exercise of like your like concentration. compassion, concentration, yeah. focus, like something like that. But it's it's not necessary. <laughs> it's, it's, de- it's it's cool. 
It's cool. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's in stark contrast to the themes that I try to con- I would like to convey and I'm trying to convey in Unfortunate, which yeah. is a lot more which has a lot more to do with like col- collaborating and inclusivity. That's your key college word for the day, inclusivity <laughs> if I can actually pronounce it. Um and that yeah, that kind of yeah. that kind of vibe. Yeah. Which is not located in, in the original diviner. <laughs> we don't actually get to meet the diviner in the original the diviner no. because I never finished it. Oh, I said, darn. <laughs> yeah, I just I just jumped. I said, This is ridiculous. Um we're going to change this up and we're gonna make this better. As you should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as you should you should always do that. Um so yeah, there's that switch which really kind of like kickstarts us into um, the kingdom of Iridian, um, which is the country Nora and everyone else is living in. There is no other country. There is only Iridian. Only Iridian. Only Iridian. Pledge your allegiance. Pledge. <laughs> That's actually really funny too, because yeah, I, I wanted to make my pre-sale campaign a little more personal to my book. Yes. So if you did buy a signed copy, you you pledged your allegiance to the kingdom of Iridium. I saw that on the thing and I was like, I love this. Yes. I I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. Like <laughs> literally the original thing like thing is just one signed copy. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciated the fact that New Degree Press, which is my publisher, was like, Yeah, you can you can make this whatever title you want. And I was like, but really? okay. Like, I'll do that. Why not? Why not? Yeah. And absolutely made it a lot more like personal and just something really fun to look forward to while waiting for it. Yeah. So I'll just think about it sometimes. I'm like, pledge, 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 <laughs> pledge, pledge, pledge. <laughs> yeah, we're all gifted here. Aww. So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're definitely all unfortunate. We're all so, so unfortunate. <laughs> Poor unfortunate souls. But continue. <laughs> No, no, you're totally fine. That's actually related to the story. Um, But I won't get into that here. I'll get into that later. But yeah, so um, what you also probably don't know, most of you that is, is that I actually published The Diviner in 2018. Yeah, I was with a very small publishing company that I guess believed in me um, called Covenant Books in my local Merle's Inlet area. And I was just really desperate to publish just because it was like that lifelong dream and so i really rushed into it like i like i submitted my manuscript and they were like this is this is amazing we're going to publish this i was like oh my gosh lifelong dream come true like what that's Mm -hmm. amazing um but the problem with especially with a small publishing company and having no publishing experience on my end is that they really didn't do a whole lot in terms of like revising or helping with the story. They just straight up took it, did some copy edits that I didn't even really look at, which Mm. is my fault too, and um, published it. And I only sold like 40 copies. And the reason for that is because I did not believe in myself. I did not believe in this book. And I was very bad at advocating for myself. Literally, the only reason I even got 40 people to buy it is because I worked at a restaurant with my mom. And she just told everybody. And then they bought a copy. (laughs) So that is... That is the diviner's legacy. Yeah. That's like a that's like a rare collectible. Yeah, yeah. No, that. it really so is. Really cool. Um one per- so during my pre-sale campaign, I did offer up like if you 
um, I did offer up the diviner because it's not you can't get it anymore. Like yeah. I, I ended that contract <laughs> yeah. after the two year um, contract ended. But I still have like five copies. Ooh. Yeah. So during the pre-sale campaign, I was like, hey, you can get the diviner, the original, and you can get unfortunate as well. And it was like, you know, a little bit more than um, if you just get one signed copy of unfortunate. And the only person who took me up on that was Joel. Uh, bless Joel <laughs> Bless Seymour. Joel. He's, he's definitely been with me throughout this entire process so yes. i'm very thankful for him and fun facts his sibling Caden actually created the cover art for the really? original publication yeah cool. I, yeah no shout out to Caden, like truly an amazing artist i yes. just i was the one who flopped <laughs> like you know what i mean and 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 we all flop of give course. yourself credit because despite any kind of flop you know whatever your definition of flop is you did that I did. With, like, let's say, like, low self-confidence in your writing, you still did that. There are so many people who will write something beautiful and work on it for so long, but they'll never put it out. Yeah. So you even just, like, oh, let me let me get this out, that takes so much confidence, even in, like, an odd, different way. And that's something to be proud of regardless. I, I really appreciate you saying that. <laughs> yeah, I... It definitely was a learning experience for not just me, but also my grandparents yeah. because they were the ones who also truly believed in me. And so they're the ones who did all the research into like, is this a good publishing deal? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, just publish it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And that's my that's that's definitely on my end for being so um, gun ho about publishing that I really didn't think about what goes into publishing. But yeah. we're definitely going to have another episode kind of talking about that. Um, it's just that. As a little preface, I did want to mention that I did publish The Diviner. Uh, it's just not good. <laughs> it's I, it's just not where it needed to be, especially um, at 18. Like, yes, I had written since 2013, but that wasn't really anything real or at least not anything that could be publishable. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's harsh on me to say it wasn't real because it definitely was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, those years. Yeah, no, I yeah, but it, again, it, at the end of the day, it was a great learning experience, yeah. and now I know how to advocate for myself, yes. and I'm gonna teach y'all how to advocate for you yourself. Do so good, I love seeing all of these updates, and Thank I just, I love getting everything about this book. I oh my so goodness. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, May. Seriously. Yeah. I, I thank you is my go-to word now. I'm just very appreciative of just everyone just being super nice. Like, I genuinely didn't think that so many people would be kind enough to, like, put some faith in me or support me and what have not. Um, I do need a post today, I think. I'm, I'm going to see what I'm going to post today, but yeah, we're going to do that. You, I can send you pictures from this. <laughs> oh, sure. I mean, yeah, I, I'm putting this in the um, next week's newsletter. So, nice. yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no one no one except you and, like, a few other, others know that I am doing a radio show. So that's going to be a fun surprise. Yeah, I, quick question sure. from XLR. Of course. Are you going to make a, a page for this, like, for this show specifically, or do you want me to just tag? I mean, I, I'm going to... I'm trying to decide if I want to put it on either, like, YouTube or, like, Joel mentioned another website that, like, makes into an audio or whatever and puts it on Spotify. I'm I'm most likely going to put it on Spotify just because it's audio-based, not YouTube-based. But I don't mind being tagged in it, especially considering um, a good amount of my older audience and family members are on Facebook. Yeah. 
and that's where they like get to know a lot more about my book so okay. I'm, I'm down yeah so if you if you make a separate like page for me to tag for it cool but if you want me to just tag the book or like tag your Instagram on there? Yeah, yeah. But oh moving gosh. on, that was that was <laughs> no. business. Sorry, guys. <laughs> no, it's fully fine. Hey, they're they're this this show is all about learning, especially um, fo- obviously focusing on writing, but a lot of what goes about with like the publishing process and like readership and all that. Like you have to. You really do have to advocate for yourself. You really do have to reach out to people, make social media content, um, and what have you. So this this is good content regardless. Yes. So don't yes, apologize, mate. Don't ever apologize. <laughs> um, yeah. So we only have about five minutes left, okay. but I do want to say like um, we might have to make a part two. Actually, I guess I thought this was cool. going to be way sh- way shorter than it was, <laughs> but no. Um, but it's just a good thing, I guess. You know, Thomas lied. More content, guys. <laughs> Creating content is important. <laughs> and yes. but we'll, yeah, we'll definitely get into that. Yeah. But um, for the last five minutes, I definitely want to talk about the diviner that got published. Um, because kind of going off of the original draft of the diviner, um, if you're kind of curious more about the plot, maybe I should talk about the plot some more. The diviner is actually really close to what unfortunate is. It's okay. the closest since it's like the step down <laughs> version. Um, but essentially, you know, like we have this gifted versus unfortunate world. Um, it's not as heavily um, ostr- like not as not. How do I describe this? <laughs> it's not as dark yeah. as unfortunate is yet. Like there's a lot more nuance and a lot more reasons. Um, lore have, what have you um, in Unfortunate as to why the society is set up the way it is um, the diviner was more of just like this is what's happening we don't know why yet but this is what's happening yeah and that's and that, that's you kind of have to start there anyway so I can't be too hard on myself um, but yeah it really honed in onto the gifted versus unfortunate world the dynamic um, I started talking more about like senior royal crest nights I didn't really have too much of a hierarchy yet but again, like it's it's the beginning stages. It's yeah. really getting into this world, getting into these characters. Um, speaking of the characters, a lot of them have um, been been very consistent between the diviner and unfortunate. Like Fern Faraway, mm-hmm. she's an avalist, which means she has like nature powers. Yes. I love her so much. She's always been a bubbly person, like happy person. I love seeing the art that's like coming out on her, oh, like yes. seeing like character, like little little yes. clips here and there. I'm like, I love Fern. Yes, Fern is one of my favorites. She's so fun to write. All my characters yes. are fun to write, but cool. especially like just Fern's kind of chaotic fun energy yes. is definitely fun to write <laughs> um, same thing with like leo he's chaotic but like in like a mischievous way mm-hmm. he's been consistent same with persephone uh she's uh, more of like the silent but like very um supportive character like yeah. the twin sister to leo i love her so much um <laughs> yeah so a lot of the characters are very consistent which is good yes <laughs> we, we, don't, yeah, we don't like change here no i'm kidding <laughs> Change is definitely important, but having consistent characters is definitely important. Like, I cannot stress that enough. Um, But yeah, so the main story is very similar, where there is a mysterious terrorist who has a godlike power unseen by anything else in the kingdom, and he's just, he's terrorizing. He's, He's doing terrorist things. 
And I don't think there was an anti-gifteds movement at this point. Mm. But um, for context, the anti-gifteds movement is kind of like a small rebellion of unfortunates that want you know better for themselves but they they align themselves with the diviner and Mm -hmm. that makes it a little more problematic um i'm pretty sure that's in the published version but i mean i mean if it's not it's not (laughs) not, you're not gonna know (laughs) you're not gonna know because i'm not not giving it to you (laughs) you can't buy it anywhere sorry sorry guys maybe when i when i'm you know more renowned quote-unquote i i can no, I'm not like the tenth anniversary of the tenth anniversary. Yeah, in 2028, I will be releasing the worst thing ever. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, so that's very consistent with unfortunate. It's just that again, like the fledgling kind of like this is what's happening, but we don't know why. And unfortunate really goes into like the lore of the world and why all this is happening. And I'm very, I'm very happy with seeing the progress it's been as making. As you should be. <laughs> as you should be. I, I appreciate you just, like, <laughs> complimenting me this entire time. This is why I had you here, May. No, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I'm i not really sure what else to say. That's that's really been Sometimes the journey. that's all you can say. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a nice <laughs> quote, too. Put that in my memoir. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, so are we here up on the end? Yeah, we're, we're nearing the end. Right. I... I just want to say real quick before I do end that I appreciate everyone so, so much who does listen to this new radio show, who's listening maybe in the cafeteria or in my newsletter or on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, what have you, wherever I put this, most likely Instagram, (laughs) maybe even Facebook. Um, I just appreciate literally every single one of you, every Every time I get a message of people just telling me like, oh my gosh, like I just read this or oh my gosh, like you just posted or like my my friends want to read this. I'm sharing this with other people like that just makes me so happy because I I wouldn't I never would have thought that so many people in my life would actually be interested. You know what I mean? Because that takes that takes time out of your day that that puts some like i don't know that puts some headspace yeah. and that like i don't know it takes a lot of energy to actually care about certain yeah. things so i'm glad that you guys care about me and this will be a weekly thing um fridays at 9 a.m i am kaylee bright for the xlr Landon university radio show bright and ambitious and i was with may scott my gal who has her own radio show just like i'm gonna plug you again <laughs> one nice, more time thanks. We got Mae Scott. She is the co-host for Tupac with Lauren Fenwick on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. And she's also on Medicine Hour Thursdays at 11 a.m. for XLR Atlanta University Radio. Thank you so much for watching and have a great day.